Welcome to the Leave Better Podcast, where we coach you how to overcome what's holding you back from your next level. Our goal is for you to win in your business and life. Join us in engaging conversations with extraordinary people. Here's your host, certified coach and licensed therapist, Miriam Gunn. Hey, I am so happy to have with me Jean, and I would love for you to start out by explaining your name because it is not spelled the way it sounds. So if you think of a Zsa Zsa Gabor and you add an N, not after the Gabor, not Gaborn, but an N after the Zsa Zsa part, Jean, you would be saying my name correctly. Yes. And where are you from? I'm actually from California, but I grew up in Australia, but I happen to have a French name. Usually there is a meaning behind a name and why someone calls someone what they do. do you, would you like to share that story? I'm pretty sure I know why. You know, St. Joan of Arc was a warrior. Uh, St. Joan of Arc was fierce. She's a young, fierce woman. And it's kind of funny that I was named after her because I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty much a warrior in my life. <laughs> Been through a lot of tough stuff. And like, I can see why my parents, without realizing why, called me, you know, after, named me after St. Joan of Arc. Yeah, I love it. My name, Miriam, has multiple meanings, but one of the meanings which my family never fails to tease me about is stubborn. And to be honest with you, I'm super proud of my grit, so I don't mind that it's stubborn. But also, part of the name means deep waters, and I love that because that's what I try to bring to people, and it's also what I try to elicit in people. I think names are important. Right, so. Right. I love names. Yes. So welcome. I had sent you a form and said, if you had one message you wanted to share with the world, you said you are amazing. And then with grit and determination and the right mindset and strategy, you are ready to have anything you desire right now. I know lots of people in this part of the world, in, in all parts of the world, are facing some pretty hard things. And so I want to talk about grit and determination and mindset. Let's start there. Sure. I will say that people in the world at all times in history are all going through a lot of, there's always hardship, always hardship for some people. For others, of course, there's always people that are not going through financial hardship. They're going through other types of hardship, perhaps. So um, barring, you know, people that are in third world countries and really have no access to any kind of help, I would say, and even some people in third world countries pull themselves out of the gutter and they manage to, to make things happen because they have some, some sort of mindset. Like my mindset mentor was grew up in the slums of India and he somehow made his way to Canada and, and, and you know, now is a mindset mentor and has made millions of dollars. So having said that, sometimes you will be in a position where you could pull yourself up. I know in parts of Africa, that's actually impossible. Okay, so so let's just give, cut people a break when they don't have access to to opportunity. Okay? Yes, some places are just so to say. Oh, it's all fix your mindset. Well, it's not enough sometimes, right? But for us folk in America and other more developed countries, really, we are very entitled, right? We don't feel entitled. We are entitled. Okay, and. First, I just feel like there's just a lot of complaining about people's lives in America because they have no idea how bad it is in other countries, you know? And and I know how bad it was. And I've been to Kenya. I've been to Egypt. Okay. I've been to Turkey. So I've seen countries 
where things ain't so great, you know, and, and, you know, you see that these people have very little opportunity, actually. Okay, some people do have opportunity there, having said that. So to me, this is what I tell my clients, and some people do not like this, but I will repeat it here. Digging ditches in Siberia in sub-zero conditions is hard. That's hard. That is us, most of us, what we're doing, and a single mom that has five different jobs and, and never sleeps and taking this to school and all of that and running them to childcare. And, and that's hard too. That's really hard. Okay. So my message is that what we're, unless it's truly hard, like digging ditches in sub-zero conditions in Siberia, it's pretty hard. Most of what we do unless we're the single mom running around, blah, 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 that's hard, or the single dad, for instance, most of what we do is not that hard. It's not that hard. So when people say, oh, it's so hard to, that is not hard. And they're like, well, yes, it is. I'm like, no, it's actually not hard. You're telling yourself that is hard. You're sitting in a warm house, eating good food, right? And you might have financial struggles, but you're not out on the streets. Okay. So I think that how what we tell ourselves about the hardship is important. What we tell ourselves is what we believe. And if we believe something's hard, it's hard. So my message is figure out what really is hard and stop complaining if it's not. <laughs> Number one thing, if people stopped complaining about their lives, their lives would change. You know, do we complain? I complain, but I'm really conscious of it. I'm like, no, don't complain. You know, don't complain. And when I have a negative thought, I go, stop it. Okay, I literally go, stop it. There's so much you can do to frame how you're thinking that changes your life immediately by reframing it. I have this huge smile on my face because I do ask my kids to listen to my podcasts and they're going to be like, what? Did you feed her this stuff? Because I say this all the time. You are speaking my language. Yes, what you say really makes a difference in your mindset. And... um I also say it's sort of where you compare yourself to. A lot of times people sit there and compare themselves to people better off and then they're like, oh, it's so sad. If you look the other direction and compare yourself to someone who's so much less better off, you can just be grateful. And what I'd really prefer is if people compared them, the them of today to the them of yesterday. And the question is, have I made some improvements in my life, in my mindset, in my thoughts? Have I done anything to pour energy into making me a better me mm. so that I can enjoy this life in a better way? You could speak that all day long and I would be cheering you on saying, yes, yes, more. Talk about grit because that was mindset. Talk about grit. Okay, so grit. Well, I'll give you some grit. When I first became a solo parent, because I wasn't always a solo parent, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I had a one-year-old and a four-year-old. I was in New York City. I had no money coming in. I kind of started, you know, partially homeschooling. So it was sort of like kindergarten kind of homeschooling and taking them to the park every day. I thought, okay, I've got, I've got to do something. I've, I've got to, you know, what do I do? And I started a kid's blog and I worked nonstop on this kid's blog and it became quite well-known. Kids fashion lifestyle blog. Didn't make a lot of money, but it showed me how to be consistent every single day. Okay, this is awesome. I loved it, but it wasn't bringing a lot of money in. Okay, but it got me out there. And then I'd go to these trade shows and get sponsors. And it became quite well known in three months, actually. People wanted to be, and they sent me tons of designer clothes for my kids. Awesome. I thought, well, I can't eat designer clothes. So my kids were well-dressed, though. And I thought, okay, 
I have to do something and I have to do something. I have to be online. So I, you know, I can't get a job because how would I pick the kid? I don't want to get a job. I've got to be able to, I've got to figure this out. So I thought, you know what, what am I going to do? And I started going through this list of things and I, ah, I know I've always wanted to coach people, but I couldn't coach when my life was not like authentic because it wasn't authentic in, in that relationship. And I thought, you know, can't do that. Okay. Now I can coach. So I decided to coach. I got certified online in my pajamas. Okay. And then I thought, I started following business people and I thought, hmm, how am I going to do this? How am I going to build this business when I'm taking care of my kids all day? And I thought, ah, the only time I'm ever going to do this is at night. I'm I'm not stupid. I did the maths. And I had a a sort of coach that I, you know, we kind of group coaching a bit here and there. and, And she was saying that you need to put at least 25 hours into your business per week to grow it. I thought 25 hours. Okay. I thought, okay, I got to find it. I got to find hours. I got to find hours every day. So what I did was I would take care of my kids all day long and I'd sort of do bits and pieces here and there, you know, but I put them to bed at seven and I would work from seven till midnight every single night for two years, except I took weekends off. Okay. I never watched media because it was a waste of time. I thought, how can I possibly know no media? And then after maybe a year, I thought, oh, you know, it would be good to have some levity in my life. So <laughs> maybe I should just let myself watch one show per week. And I chose Mad Men. And I would watch one episode, a 45-minute episode. And that was it on Sunday evenings. That was my treat. Because I knew if I got you know into Netflixing and I thought that will eat my life up. I cannot spend a minute. I was so mathematical about this. So I, that's how I built my business was from seven till midnight every night. Wow. And then the girls got a little older and I got some babysitting in place and I probably got like four hours of babysitting. And then I could, you know, not have to stay up those late hours anymore and do it in the day. So the grit is I did that day in day out, learned how to run businesses, learn how to coach, learn how to get clients. And then, then I'd go out and you know network. So I'd have to get a babysitter and go out in New York City and network. And and you know, I wish I'd no, known about online earlier because I could have saved myself a lot of pain. But that that was my life. And it was gritty, you know, and I I just did it. I didn't go, oh no, I want to stay in bed. I knew that if I wanted to build that business, I couldn't miss a night. I couldn't say I'm not going to do my I did it every single night. Yeah, that is that is grit. Incredible discipline. And one of my favorite quotes says in the contest between the water and the the rock, the water always wins. Because as it whether it's drip by drip by drip, it, it doesn't matter. As long as you keep doing it, you will get there you know, doing it and refining, you know, I don't think you should be so hard on yourself about the online space because that didn't become a thing at the time you're talking about. It wasn't quite a thing. Yeah, it was 11 years ago. A lot of people were making a lot of money online already. Okay. Well, I was trying to help you feel better, but oh, well, it's okay. I don't feel (laughs) bad because I feel it just is. And I think that's the other thing. I think when we accept what is, (laughs) I mean, that's all there is, is what is. Otherwise, you have these useless regrets that you can't change something anyway. So my thing is we just have to accept what actually is a situation and accept it. And if you can change it, great. 
I can't change what happened, you know, and what I didn't know. But you know what happened is I became a really great offline business strategist coach. So when I did come online, I wasn't some person that learned a you know a marketing trick and right. started. Right, right. You had you had the feet on the ground experience yeah. to bring into this space. So one of the things that I think happens with people when they lose their way, sometimes people lose their way, even if they're high performing, they get maybe separated from their values at some level. And I wondered if you could talk about how how you see people getting separated from their values and then how to reconnect them. You mentioned earlier, you didn't feel like you could coach because you were in an inauthentic space. I think what you were saying is what your life was like on the outside did not reflect what your life was like on the inside. So there's this lack of congruence. Mm. This happens to people a lot. So talk, talk right. about the value space, getting separated from it. I feel like, for me, I, there was no question of me being a life coach. My life was a shambles. So. That's what I started being. And then I could say, look, I, I, I had courage to leave that relationship with two children with no money. So that's authentic. That's real. And people mm -hmm. are like, wow, okay, if you can do that, so can I, or, you know, something scary like that. So disconnection, I feel like what happens, what I'm seeing, seeing is that sometimes people, well, first of all, they're making it that making money is a bad thing. It was never bad in the first place. Okay. I lived years being this sort of virtuous starving artist, you know, and I, and I realized how dumb that was. Okay. But I think what happens is they sort of start to lose interest in what they're doing. And then it's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm making my, a lot of money with it. So I'm just going to keep doing that. And then, you know, you can sort of sense that their heart's not in it. Okay. And they're kind of lost, but they feel like they have golden handcuffs on, you know, and that happens yeah. in corporate all the time. But then it's kind of the question, what do I do? Okay. And I think that question of what do I do? Most people, most people do not have the courage. And I'm just going to be really bold here. Most people lack courage. Mm -hmm. We all have fear. We got to get past that. We're all going to have fear. We're never going to be fearless, right? I do lose some fears about certain things, but I'm never going to be fearless. However, most people do lack courage and it looks like they're courageous, but when you start talking to them, they're so scared of, of taking a leap of faith, of investing in a business. Like, you know, a lot of people I speak to say, I really want to be a coach. And they get on the call, but then by the time the call ends, they're back in their fear zone of, well, actually, you know, where I am now is not that bad yet. They just divulge that they're, they're, they're dying inside, yeah. but they cannot summon up the courage to actually just change it, you know? And that's a shame. It's a shame because they are never going to get the life they really yearn for if they can't get past that karate kid challenge, you know, of face your fears, take courage, and do what you say you want to do with your life instead of just talking all the time. Most people sure. just say stuff. So how to reconnect is to get really clear on what you actually desire. What do you actually deeply desire. Most people don't know what they want. I ask them, what do you want? And they go, I don't know. I said, well, that's important. They actually sometimes get teary-eyed when I say, what do you want? They're like, nobody asks what I want. Nobody cares what I want. You think your kids care what you want? Not really. You think a lot of people's spouses don't care what they want. It's, they, they literally are stepped in their tracks and they're like, wow, I never even get a chance to ask myself what I want. 
number one question. What do you want? What do you desire? Once you figure that out, you need, people need to do whatever it takes to get to their deepest desire, or they will die with a song in their heart. Yes, I agree. I agree. Let me ask this question, because sometimes for people, the Mm -hmm. leap of courage seems too big. And I really think that courage is a muscle and that you try smaller things that feel scary and you get better and better at trying bigger and bigger things. What, What seems to be some of the gatekeeper type things that give people courage in your experience? It's really just this, I feel like, well, I know with people in fear, you know, they say it's false evidence appearing real, F-E-A-R. They're, again, the way they're looking at things is such a huge monster that, that is out of proportion, the fear. When I first started my, my business, I was broke. And then, then I went through, you know, the actual divorce and I was in deep debt from that and all sorts of stuff. I thought, what am I doing? And I thought, I really need to make this happen because life is short. And if not now, when? when? If not, that's my motto. If not now, comma, when? When I get 10 years older, when I am demoralized because it's not worked for so long, when my kids are in college, then I might be tired because I'll be like 60 something, right? When... I don't know when my job gives me a raise. I mean, you could find a bunch of wins and people find those over and over and over. They're just scared. So the roadblocks are, they're, they're, they're larger than life fears that are, are way larger than the actual fear. Your desire to get the life you want has to be far larger than the fears. Your, your yeah. faith has to be larger than your fear. I mean, like, what's your, what is your life worth? What's it worth? Is it worth investing? Is it worth investing? Or is it worth being so afraid of spending money on yourself and developing yourself that you'd rather keep XYZ amount of money for that coach or mentor or whatever, or whatever it is you're going to invest in? You'd rather just keep that money and not have the life you want because you can't take a risk. Now that's the thing. People take risks for stupid things. (laughs) Like you just spent so much money on this stupid risk. Okay. And they will spend so much money on getting a new car or new clothes which are not going to make you any better off unless you really needed that car because your car was breaking down. They prioritize getting a new car when they really didn't need one because they just want a new car, new clothes, blah, 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 going to restaurants. That will never develop you. It's never. So they don't invest Mm -hmm. in themselves. They just spend money. That is so worth saying again. People don't invest in themselves. They just spend money. There are two different things. I want to say on a previous podcast, we were talking about the difference between assets and expenditures. And an asset has the ability to give you a return. And many of these self-development things have the ability to give you a return. Yeah, Yeah. they cost $5,000 or $10,000. And usually your income goes up two or three X of that afterwards. Yeah. You know, I'll give you an example of a current client. This woman, she saw it. She works three jobs. She's a single woman working three jobs teaching. You know, you don't get paid much teaching in, I think it's Connecticut where she lives, living in a small rental. And she slowly, she's a worker, you know, slowly, three jobs all over the place, slowly had developed a mortgage fund. Okay. And she wanted to work with me. And I saw her just look at me and she just went, 
okay, I have to do this. I have to do this. I know I have to do this. I'm going to do this. She goes, okay. The only way I can do this is if I take 10K out of my mortgage fund. She took 10K out of her mortgage fund to work with me. Yeah. That's a huge risk for somebody that doesn't have a spouse. That was it. Working as a teacher and just working. Okay. And I know how long that took her to get that fund. I know I have to do this to change my life. And I know nothing's going to change if I don't invest in you and you're the one. Okay. I said, okay. So she pays me in full. All right. It's 10K. I charge 10K for one of my programs. And the next day she goes, I can't believe it. She leaves me this message. And she says, I just got a message from the person that's helping me find an apartment that I became eligible to get a 50K grant that they're going to dump into my mortgage fund very soon. Wow. So what happened there? If your fists are so clenched tight, how can you open them to receive? They're so tight, they can't receive. Her mindset is just so completely different. She's she's going to be able to quit two of those jobs soon, right? And then get more time. So it's not like, you know, all or nothing. So that is somebody who decided she was going to change her life. And she did something extremely hard that most people would never do. Yeah. They would never say, I'm going to take it up. Yeah. No, what I appreciate about what you're saying is whenever you invest in your self-development, and that could be going to the university, that could be getting a certification, it could be through coaching. I mean, you and I, that's what we do and we believe in it. There are lots of different ways to build yourself up. Now, I want to put a caveat and a caution out there. There are some people who love taking joining programs, but they're not necessarily into taking the action. So it's not enough to just get involved in the program or take the class or this or that, there are some actual trickle-down actions that have to happen in order to change your stars. So it's not just words, it's also work, but it's doable. And I mean, really, what is the alternative? The The alternative alternative to not developing yourself. Developing yourself and being stagnant and then being sad and, you know, and, and not, I mean, People's lives, I was just thinking this last night, I was going to bed and I, I think a lot about these things. And I thought, people's lives are precious. If people could see how I view their life, it's like a jewel, okay? They have this jewel they're living and they're not optimizing it. They're just wasting it. They're being unhappy. They're, they're going to a job they absolutely hate, which affects their relationship, which then affects everything. And they're willing to literally throw their lives away because they're too cheap to invest in themselves. And then when on their deathbed, they're going to go, why didn't I invest? Why didn't I take a leap? Because on the deathbed, apparently nobody is saying, gee, I wish I'd gone into work more. They're saying, gee, I wish I'd had better experiences and, you know, had a better family life and spent more time with my kids. And, you know, and, and having a business gives you that, you know, that luxury. Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. It gives you that freedom. So when I look at people's lives and they're like not respecting it and they don't know they're not respecting, I'm not blaming. They just are in this thing of this is life and I have to hate my job because they're brainwashed. I have to hate my job and this is life. Oh, you know, that's how it is. It's not how it is. That is not how it is. That is how it is because they've accepted and they've created their life. And they're also not understanding that they are not, they are not exercising their own power over their own lives. They are are disempowering themselves. 
Yeah. Let me take a little bit of a tangent here. I love your history. I love the ways that you took yourself from point A to B to Z. What is next in your level of business or personal development? I was just talking to a colleague about this yesterday because, you know, you're always thinking about a person that's a high performer is always thinking about what's the next step. All right. Yes. Yes. So, so my thing is to help people understand that a lot of their lives you can create. You know, I want to do a media company and like positive media, not people all killing each other. Right. I could do more of a, you know, a mindset manifestation, create your own life kind of thing and reach a wider audience and help people. Cause you know, even if people hear one positive thing, it can make their day and it can actually inspire them to take a bet on themselves, make yeah. a bet, make a bet, make a bet on themselves. Right. Or, or do something. And people have come to me and said, oh my gosh, because of that live you did, I did used to do Facebook, Facebook lives that made me do this. And I'm like, great. Just from one live, they, they reach out and I'm like, wow, that's on a very small scale. So and I'm not the only person inspiring people, but I'm me and nobody else in the world is me. So therefore, I'm valuable and my message is going to be different from somebody else's just because. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yes. And it's, it's going to impact somebody that maybe I wouldn't impact. And I love this notion of even when you're successful, there's always a next level of you. That's something I'm always talking to people about. The skill sets that got you to the current level of you are not the skill sets that will take you to the next level of you. So A, where do you want to go? And B, what do you need to learn? I especially love that you're looking at how do we create positive media? I know mm. on our end, we need both of us have a hard stop coming up that we need to get to pretty soon. I'd like for you just to share how people can find you and then we'll wrap things up. Absolutely. So it's really easy to find me because it's just my name, Jeanne Omlor. You could find me on Facebook. You could find me on Instagram. You could find me on LinkedIn. You could find me at jeanneomlor.com. So it's so simple. Perfect. We'll put all that in the show notes. And as I mentioned, when we first talked, we like to gift our guests with a donation in their name to one of four charities. You chose the Mercy Ships because they give free surgeries to people in need off the coast of Africa. So we'll be sending that off today. Jean, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. This is a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to pursue more in the self-development realm for you and your business, contact us at leavebetter.com where you leave better. And in addition, you leave the people and earth around you better as well. Think about this, where you are currently is as a result of the decisions you made six months ago. Similarly, the actions you take today set you up for six months from now. So do something today that pushes you toward that next level of you. One last thing before you go, become the dealer of growth in your sphere of influence by sharing this episode with two friends. And if you'd like to help me personally, leave a review because yes, that actually does help. Now, go be intentional.